Welcome to Forces in Fintech brought to you by Repay, a leading fintech innovator and integrated payment solution provider. I'm your host, Dara Dirks. In this season of the podcast, we invite industry experts to pull back the curtain on the ever-changing world of fintech and commerce. This week, we're joined by Jim Hughes, president of Media Payments Inc., a repay company, to find out how modern, real-time payment solutions are streamlining the political ad procurement process. Political campaigns can be lost or won on the quality of their advertising. Because the right TV spot in the right location at the right time can mean the difference between hundreds of voters seeing your campaign or thousands. But ad space is hard to come by and securing it is even harder thanks to different agencies preferring different payment methods, making timely transactions a challenge. What if there was a payment service that could handle all of a client's payment needs? And what if it could transact with any media agency, no matter which payment solution they preferred? These are the exact thoughts Jim had when he set out to start Media Payments, Inc. My bio is really all built up in the media business. I worked for a company called Cox Enterprises, Inc. for about 30 years and ran a television sales company for them that focused on local media. We sold local advertising to national ad agencies uh, and represented big media companies like Gannett, which turned into Tegna, Sinclair, Nexstar, those kind of guys. So my role there was interacting with the leaders of those companies. And one of our biggest categories was political advertising. And that's really what brought me to the fintech world because we were trying to solve a pain point, which was getting the funds quickly to the stations the business rules in general media is it's paid on invoice. For political advertising, it's cash in advance. So we were having issues while I was on the sales side with getting payment quickly to television stations because they wouldn't book the spots and air the spots without the funds in hand. The sort of business practice for years had been that you'd take a picture of a check, email it to the station, and then overnight that check. So that could be sitting in lockbox for four days. So we were trying to solve for that. And that led me to meet the folks from CPS Payment Services. And we built a company called Media Payments, Inc. to service that particular friction point. So subsequent to that, we ran it for about six years and built it up. And then we were fortunate enough to meet John Morris and the folks at Repay. And they acquired us in November of 2020. That is fascinating, the taking a picture of a check. (laughs) Next, it would be great to hear your thoughts on the B2B landscape within the media vertical as it stands today. Have we moved beyond taking a picture of a check? And also, if you could touch on the TAM and the evolution to where we are today. As it relates to sort of the media business in general, we focus specifically on political advertising. And that particular vertical is between somewhere like eight to $10 billion. Most of it ends up on the local TV stations or some sort of digital component thereof. So that's the primary market that we've served up until now. We're focusing going forward now with the help of Repay and their sort of broader reach. We're trying to serve the, the broadcast market by using their AP product 
for those companies that we currently pay. So we're paying them for our advertising agencies. And we're talking to those companies now about being able to pay the rest of their bills for them. So right now they're a customer, they could be a client going forward. So that's one component of it. And the other one is the general advertising market, which has a massive TAM that could, it's upwards of $50 billion. Part of our thought process when we built MPI to begin with was that political advertisers in an effort to avoid paper checks were starting to use their own credit cards. And not all the television stations or broadcasters or radio stations or digital outlets accepted credit cards. Or if they did, they didn't like the interchange. So they were starting to put on convenience fees or some other way to thwart that effort. And so we thought we could solve for that by trying to keep them in the digital world by creating this enhanced ACH that includes a small interchange. It's less than credit cards. So we were able to keep a majority of those folks that were getting out of credit card acceptance in the digital acceptance world through that particular vehicle. And then in other cases, there are station groups that wouldn't accept credit cards for political at all. In uh, one specific example is one of the largest television groups in the country accepts credit cards for all business, but they wouldn't accept them for political business. So we were able to cut an exclusive deal with them. They would accept an ACH for a fee, but only from us. So it was a value prop for us that our agencies could access that large broadcast group and pay them digitally, which helped with the cash application, and they get a, a small rebate to the agency. So where are we today? Are a lot of agencies accepting ACH? Sort of the flip. So the agencies are the ones that are doing the paying, the media suppliers are the ones that are accepting or not accepting. So I would say that the the overall marketplace is still at least 50% of folks that won't accept an electronic payment. As interchange rates come down, I think that will increase, but broadcasters and digital publishers are paying more and more attention to all forms of expense. But on the flip side, you do see the benefits, especially in ACH, where we can send much more robust data, and it helps on the back end with cash application. So we're providing a benefit to the accounts receivable staff. So it's sort of a balance between we have to pay a little bit to accept it, but we're getting the funds in a, in a much uh, more efficient manner. So I think going forward, we're, we'll continue to see sort of an increase in acceptance and probably still more pressure on interchange. Great. What is the typical customer, if you could just lay it out simply for everybody to understand. Our typical customer today is a political advertising agency that's predominantly active in the even years, whether it's a general election cycle or a midterm cycle like we just have gone through. And they're paying for the media that they're purchasing through our platform. And those agencies would represent PACs, candidates, advocacy groups, and even people that are pushing a ballot initiative, like certain states, uh, particularly California, they do a lot of their own legislation through ballot initiatives, and millions and millions of dollars get spent on the both primary and the general election cycles. Political is a little different than most ad agencies in the sense that if you handle Republican candidates, you probably don't handle any Democratic candidates or PACs or that 
because the consultants that drive the business to those two sets of agencies are aligned with one side or the other. So we're agnostic. We have customers that spend on both sides. Two years ago, we had the Biden campaign and this year we had the Senate leadership fund, which is huge for the Republican side. So the typical agency in a midterm or general election cycle spends between 50 and $100 million in a cycle. Now to Repay and its offerings. I know MPI just joined Repay a little while ago. So could you go through the assets that you combined have together and how that positions you well to further penetrate the media space and why you're so important to your target customer? I think the greatest benefit that we provide to our agencies, we have a solution called Total Pay, which is essentially we take an advertiser's entire, you know, if they're making 200, 300 payments in a given week, they could send us one file and one payment for that entire amount. And we decision how we make those payments to the individual receivers. And then we optimize for the most efficient way to get them the money and where we can generate the largest rebate. So the three payment types that we're using right now are virtual card, enhanced ACH, and checks. But the benefit to our customer, the agency, is that they can offload that entire discipline to us. So for instance, the way these these schedules work is they might book out into the future millions of dollars of advertising that they want to reserve, but they pay for it week to week prior to that airing because it might change. So each week, these agencies are sending through massive batches of payments and we keep all the banking information for the suppliers on the other side so we can ACH it right into their accounts. And we have automated notifications that go to all the people in the chain of command that need to be notified that that payment has been executed so that the spots aren't in danger of not airing. And if we just talk about the competitive environment in the media space, who do you mostly run into when trying to win a new customer? When we first started, the marketplace was uh, driven more by the individuals inside the advertising agencies using credit cards and making these payments on their own. And we still see some of that to a degree, but more and more, it's a third-party player like ourselves. We run into folks like CSI, Global, we'll run into Avid, and then Amex is always a very active player anywhere payments are being made. So they try to go directly to the individuals at the agencies. So I would say those are those are the three primary pieces. I think that we've carved out a nice niche for ourselves just in the last couple of years where we probably represent 40% of the market. And it's a large market, still plenty of room for everybody. And can you touch on your go-to-market And then also, if you could talk about the onboarding process, how that typically works, how long it takes. Sure. I'll talk about the first part on the go-to-market, which is really a direct sale model right now. And we have a team that goes out, industry vets, primarily from the media side that are doing it. But we also have referral partners that we've used that are also people that have been in and around the political media business for a long time. But most of our efforts are really direct. Since the acquisition at Repay, we've started to learn more about how we can use these integrations with ERP companies so that we can 
tap in and almost be a white label solution within them. So that's a big effort that we're pushing this coming year. And then the onboarding process? One of the great parts about our business is that our suppliers that we've been able to work with the last couple of years really find this to be quite an efficient process. And so we get referred by them to ad agencies sort of in the cycle. The bigger ones are identified. You know who they are. We've probably tied them up well in advance. But as you get closer to an election day, you'll have more and more of these smaller shops that don't have a lot of money. So they spend all their money sort of in the last eight to 10 weeks before a general election. So to that end, it's important that we can get them up and running quickly. So our onboarding process, we can get a customer up and running in about 24 hours. So if it's a straight ACH deal, as soon as they get the paperwork signed and we can get it through underwriting, we're done. On the flip side, if it's a V card or checks that we're including, maybe it takes two days, but literally it's, it's that quick. We have all the notifications in terms of the suppliers. So as we add agencies, they're paying the same people that all our other agencies are paying. So we have all that data already in our system. So really all we need to do is just get the banking information from the ad agencies and get them set up in our portal and we're good to go. Incredible. I know that having a large supplier network is helpful from the sales standpoint. Could you go more into that dynamic and your supplier network? Sure. Because we're so focused on political and the bulk of political dollars go to local media, that is the primary part of our supplier network. And as I mentioned before, a lot of these companies don't accept V-cards. So we've gone out and done an outreach from the beginning to onboard as many of these companies that will accept an enhanced ACH. And that's what differentiates us from our competitors in the sense that we can pay more people than a fast pay or a CSI because we have agreements with companies that they don't. So we continue to try to expand that in various ways, but that's been a huge value prop for us where we can get our nose under the tent with one of their customers because we can pay people in markets that they're active in. And then they get a look at how we do business. And we can, in, in a number of cases, we've been able to win the entire book of business just by getting our nose under the tent from the enhanced ACH side. And then do you see much churn in your existing customer base? And if you do see churn, what would drive that? We've been very, I wouldn't say lucky because we execute very well. We haven't lost any customers in the six years that we've been doing this. And so I would say the churn is minimal, <laughs> to say the least. And it's really, it's all about customer service and product, right? So we have a good product and our support team is incredible. Urgency is the utmost, right? So if a station doesn't have payment, they're not going to run the spots. And if the spots don't get run, their candidate might not win. So in a world of a one-day sale, like an election, there's no room for error. So our customer service and our product has been the driver that's kept our clients close. We think we have a very sticky product and we have a very good relationship with our customers. I think that's the key to low attrition or, or churn. One of the things I didn't mention before is that we work with agencies in all sorts of ways. We'll be a full service provider where we provide the entire total pay and we'll take your whole file and we'll go V-card, ACH, and check. Or if you have a provider or you already, we'll supplement that 
just like I said, to get our nose under the tent in various places where we can pay people that they can't. And then in situations where agencies are using their own virtual card or their own Amex or whatever, they'll supplement by paying everybody on ACH that they can't pay with their card. And then ultimately, we try to win them over to take that card business as well. So we don't put up any barriers to entry to onboard new agency customers. So I know we only have a few minutes left, Jim. Could you provide a few thoughts on the future of B2B payments in the media sector? How do you see the industry evolving? Where do you think that we'll go from here? So my sense is that just like consumer behavior, more and more of these advertising agencies are going to be wanting to pay in a digital fashion. There's still too many checks and paper and mail that that's involved. You need to work the merchant side of things, right? So we need to get more media players accepting digital payments. More and more agencies and vendors are moving to the digital form of payment. And I think it's only going to increase as time moves forward as we have better access to technology and banking rules are changing. And with real-time payments on the horizon, I think you'll just see it continue to increase. Industry-wide change takes time. And even though real-time electronic payments offer the perfect solution to media agencies by allowing them to receive payments for political ads quickly, the switch to digital won't happen overnight. Repay's MPI alleviates the friction between advertisers and media agencies, handling client funds and dispersing payments in whichever way the receiving agencies prefer. But MPI isn't just bridging a gap in the current media payment ecosystem, it's leading the way in media payment digital transformation. By offering advanced ACH payments, it's setting an example for just how simple B2B payments in this sector can be, proving that real-time electronic payments aren't just another payment method for the future. It'll be the payment method of the future. it for this episode of Forces in Fintech. If you like what you heard, please spread the word on social media and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you streamed our show. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time as we explore the new and exciting powers across the Payscape. Payscape.